thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the range point four. This is control. Be reasonable. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Welcome, pilots, to the first show of 2019. You've tuned to the guard frequency because, as all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 243 of the Best Damn Space Sim podcast ever, recorded on Friday, January 4th, 2019, and made available for download on Tuesday, January 8th, 2019, over at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Henry. And I'm Tony. And we're working on a mystery, going wherever it leads. We're running down a stream. Right, Jeff? That's right, Tony. Remember, folks, Guard Frequency is not a one-way conversation. We welcome your comments over at GuardFrequency.com and Discord.GuardFrequency.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at GuardFreak or Facebook.com slash GuardFreak. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so hit us up and tell us what's on your mind. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. If you're not doing anything Friday nights, you should come over and join us at 10.30 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over at twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn space sim podcast ever? Then you can always support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. We want to thank all our Patreons who support us week on week. We hope you'll consider joining them because the more support we get, the better show we can make. Just head over to our website and click on the big Patreon logo to help out. And don't forget about our sister productions, Priority One and Heroes Rise. Priority One covers all things Star Trek from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. And the housekeeping's done, so let's get to the show. What do we got in store this week, Jeff? In this week's Flight Deck, we bring you all the headlines from Simulated Space, including the latest news from Star Citizen and Elite Dangerous. Next, we'll get the news from the Deep Black with Spencer McDonough on Galactic Public Radio. Then Commander Kinetic Impulsor lights you up and pulls you over as he covers interdiction in Nuggets for Nuggets. After that, we should be wrapping up our audio adventure, Guard Frequency Origins, with a very satisfying conclusion we're pretty sure hopefully this week. Finally, we open up the feedback loop and let you join in on the fun. Lace up your booties, campers. It's time to head out to the flight deck. 3175 Port Bay, hands on approach. Here are the top news bits from the world of space sims. Elite Dangerous latest update has a few rough edges but seems to be chugging along. Another dot dot patch should be expected in the coming weeks. And another community event is getting ready to depart the bubble for the deep black. This time, Frontier isn't doing the flying. And congrats to Operation Ida for more than doubling their fundraising goal. CIG took two weeks off, so Tony will have to settle for wrapping up and tying down a few loose ends from the big reveal at the end of 2018. Alright, so uh, I'm keeping it light this week because GPR is going to be long and we got a lot of feedback, as one might anticipate, and I want to actually get Nuggets for Nuggets in there and Car Frequency thing because we had a long show at the end of last year. A lot of stuff got left on the cutting room floor, so we need to, you know, we'll, we'll move this segment along hopefully a little bit. Uh, so I want to start with Elite because 
that's the one that I've had the most recent experience with. The the patch is nice. The patch is good. It was it was a little, little weird at first. People had trouble logging in, but they got the server thing worked out, and and since then it's been chugging along. The, the, the visual update, nothing short of spectacular, honestly. Oh yeah, love it. Uh, the 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 mechanic updates. Everyone loves the exploration and the stuff. Uh, I haven't gotten into it a whole lot. I have. I mean, people love it. I'm way out. You're out there. Oh, Henry's yeah. loving it. A lot of people. It's the bee's knees for a lot of people. People are posting pictures uh, on Reddit and stuff about their mapping the rings of systems, which leads me to the next thing: mining, which is also very well received to the tune of billions of space bucks for mining void opals. And piracy is now profitable. Profitable. I mean. A lot of, lot of really great things to say about this patch. I had an issue, and this wouldn't be me without having something to complain about. What would you expect, right? So the background sim, we had a little, a little, a little tiff, a little, a little, little bump in the road over there in the ANC system down there on the down there the ANC system there. Uh, we had a little civil war crop up. People took some time off over Christmas, and then one of the NPC minor factions sort of sort of snuck up on us. Declared a little bit of war. <laughs> I haven't heard about this. Almost took away our space station. A little civil war there. Really? Uh, which I think is sort of unfair. I mean, we uh, when we uh, when I asked for a system, uh, we asked for a, a government type. We put in that we're a, a cooperative, which is like a, it's like a, if you know farm co-ops, it's kind of that. It's like that, right? We're a, we're a corporation or a company that's owned and run by the owners. So it's like it's like you know it's, we're a cooperative. Our method of resolving differences. Uh, is an election, sir. We we have a vote, and we are uh, peaceful and democratic about this sort of thing. Very civilized. That's crazy. Oh, My no. ship is really armed, like big well, time. But you know, but you know, every farmer you've ever met's got a shotgun, you know, in his bedroom, and he's got a, a, a gun rack on his pickup truck, right? I mean, yeah, I, yeah they are. Every farmer I know, every rancher, yeah. every farmer is a Second Amendment. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not like it's not like we don't know our way around a, a, the That's business right. end of a weapon or That's anything, right. right? You don't mess with some farmers, right? So, you, that, that, that. but the idea is that you know that's not the first resort. The NPCs, on the other hand, the the corporation, the NPC corporation, doesn't see things that way. They just declared civil war on us. So uh, a Croce who watches this stuff for us uh, uh, at the uh, over at the Guard Frequency Ops Center gets on Discord and says, well. We have a civil war going on right now, by the way. We might want to log in there and do something about it. So me and another uh, uh, Baxter, our elite contributor, and Akrosi get on there, and we proceed to do some of these new combat zones, which, if you'll recall, have some new features in them. They're not just random furballs anymore. The objectives appear, and you have to achieve the objectives, and then you, ha- then you also have to destroy a number of uh, opponents in order to win the combat zone. And if you win the combat zone, it goes down as a victory and it adds points up its own, and so and those then those daily points get totaled up. We couldn't get them to work. Mm. Uh, we'd jump in and there was like an objective but no furball. And so like you'd have to like kill a captain and then that's all there was. The little bars didn't fill up anymore. You just got a little thing because you killed a captain. And then you just sat there and nothing else happened. Uh, or the reporters would show up and then that was it. Uh, or the elite squad would show up, and then no, no one else did. So we were like, we thought we were losing a ton of, uh, uh, of battles because the, the missions wouldn't fire, huh. uh, the combat zone wouldn't fire. So we jump out of the of the instance and jump back in. We try different instances and all this other kind of stuff. Finally, we think we worked it out. If you, it's 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 on some sort of background timer. So you have if you jump in and complete one. 
you have to wait for a while for it to go back, to, to reset. Or if you jump into one and have to jump out because you're getting your butt handed to you because it's bugged, because the elite people swarm you, and you, you know uh, if you're in, if you're not in a big three ship, like some of our pilots weren't, um, you get hosed. Uh, so, and if you jump out before the mission's over, you have to wait for it to be reset. So, that bug has been reported to Frontier, and according to uh, my co-pilots, the they're in, it's an issue. And they're investigating it, but hmm. thought we had a little problem. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. It sounds it sounds pretty bad. But we discovered our workaround, and we're able to complete several of the the combat zones favorably. I'm I'm pleased to report, and we will report further on this on GPR uh, and Galactic Public Radio. We're poised for total victory at this point. So, fingers crossed. So I don't need to turn around and head back to Anseeth. No. If you're out there exploring or whatever, we're not in trouble. I think we got it taken care of. I'm way out there. Uh, I'm not as far as Shiv. The Shiv made it all the way to Colonia over a holiday. Shiv made it to Colonia over Britain. Well done, sir. Yes. (laughs) I think he... He might have the he might have the GFR record. I don't, uh, did Skiffy ever go to Columbia? I don't know. I don't think I think it's he been further did. than me. No, I think he might be the only one. I am I am on my way. I was on my way to the core, and then I thought about distant worlds. So now I'm planning to meet up with them on their way. I'm going to go for some of that. I don't know if I'll go all the way, right? But I want to hang out with those guys a little bit. So that was another uh, another line item on our discussion. Tell us about the distant worlds thing, Henry. They are leaving, I believe, next week. Um, and I don't have the name of the system. I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared for that question. Um, they're leaving next week, Answer and they're me. heading back to Beagle Point. This should be a lot of fun. Last time um, was a lot of fun. Obviously, this time they have actual exploration tools to go with them. There should be a ton of great discoveries along the way. Um, you know, all kinds of new landmarks are going to be found on the way to, uh, on this trip, and it's going to be like I think an eight month journey uh, to get this whole group. How to three hundred uh, days? Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. So it's going to be a long trip. I'm not going to go the whole way. Uh, there's no way I could be away from Anseeth for that long. Obviously, I leave for a week. Tony lets the place uh, break out in civil <laughs> war, so I will be yeah. back in Anseeth long before then. <laughs> Just to make sure that I'm screwed up like that bad. Well, that's that's what we pay Acrosi the big bucks for. That's great. Uh, you know, he's 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 there to monitor that stuff. We jumped right on that as soon as we discovered it. So well, that's great. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's getting some support from Frontier. There's going to be a community goal to build a station near Sage. So um, there, for some people heading for uh, the big black hole at the center of the galaxy will have a place to pull over, have grab a bite, fix their hulls, uh, that kind of stuff. So that'll be that'll be interesting to see how they manage to pull that off. But as I read, I think they've got escorts, they've got explorers, they've got miners. Because uh, they'll need to mine uh, stuff for that uh, CG, I think. So it should be pretty, pretty interesting. I bet I'm just I'm willing to bet that Frontier might have learned some things from some past long-range sort of exploratory things, player ideas that might help them in this. Do you think they're not situation. gonna permit lock the system we're going to before we get there? Fingers crossed. And I got a finger form over that, com- that one. Yeah, yeah. And fingers <laughs> crossed that the community goal is something achievable. Uh, by this size of group yeah. in that location at that time. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, let's let's hope they don't just hit, oh, it's a community goal, so that, you know, let's it's, if you mine a million tons, you get it. I'm like, there's a lot of commanders going out there, but not a million tons worth of mining commanders, I don't Yeah, think. like four guys are going to have two cargo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I, fingers crossed that it's sort of scaled appropriately and that they've got this sort of tuned in. Or even better, that they're able to dynamically scale it, right? 
uh, or so, you know, because they've got the tiers already, right? You know, as long as you hit tier one, the the project's unlocked. But if you hit tier eight, then you know everybody gets a super big bonus. Hopefully, they can set those levels appropriately so that it's not a gimme, maybe, to get the thing done, but it's achievable, and that if you if they exceed that, they'll get uh, significant rewards for exceeding. It. You say not a gimme, but here's the thing: part of that community goal is reaching that destination, which they should consider that travel in part of that community goal. Oh, yeah, okay. That's a good point. Again, I love the game I'm building. If were I in charge, the the like the the baseline community goal to succeed would be like everybody bring one. You know, it's like yeah. it's, you know, but but then you you get like, you know, 100 space bucks for that. You know, every you, the station gets built but nobody makes a ton of credits off of it. And then scale that up appropriately. If you, if you double the goal, then everybody gets triple the credits. You, you know, and then and so on and so forth. It just scale uh, geometrically. Yeah. So I, I like again. I, I, I hopefully the you know some lessons were learned, some feedback taken on board from the last thing, and they they they, they do a better job of supporting this one uh, than than perhaps that shooting from the hip idea from the last time. But I bet they will. I, I have faith. I believe. And then just a last quick note, Operation Ida, uh, we made a couple of announcements for them on their behalf uh, in, in the last couple of shows of 2018. They more than doubled their goal. They raised $1,100 out of a $500 goal. So congratulations to those guys. Well done. I don't think they got the station repaired, but that's okay because those stations are just never going to get repaired anyway. We, we did a little shift, did some hauling for the one that we picked, and we didn't get very far on it either, mostly because I got into Stellaris pretty bad over the <laughs> Christmas. It's don't do it, kids. Just don't do Stellaris. It's just it's yeah. Don't do drugs or Stellaris. You play That's Stellaris, it. don't you, Jeff? No, I don't. Oh, don't do it, Jeff. I know it's bad for you. Yes. Just one more turn, man. Just one more year. You know, one more month. I, I, I've got a, a little Android game I've been playing that that is just driving me uh, nuts. So it's that Star Trek game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I I can't put the damn thing down. <laughs> you know. How are how are things going in X four? X four, um, they're going okay. I um, I built my I got my station. I've got uh, I've got several modules now, and I'm trading. And I like sandbox games, but I like sandbox games that have a goal. And I've reached that goal. Well, kind of reached that goal. I'm I'm making money. I've flown all practically everywhere there is to fly. But there just there just isn't there's no mission, you know. There's no campaign or, you know, whatever. And it's and it after a while it just got to be like, mm, okay, I think I'll go play Assassin's Creed or something. You it know? hasn't been that long. You need though. some direction. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. It's a shame that you're not, or that you're not still engaged with it after such a short time because you were really excited about it. Yeah, I. It, it's a great game. I mean the the. The graphics are great. The flight model is awesome. But I think the lack, you know, at least with X3, you had, you started out, you started out with a mission. You you went, I mean, you ended up in some Timbuktu uh, sector and you, you know, found the secret to whatever. And, it, you know, at least it had, it was driving you. And, you know, other than, you know, gathering your station or getting to your station, um, and I, I might be telling spoilers here, but... Since there wasn't an official campaign, that's okay. Yeah. So um, one of the missions you start out with is you start working for uh, for one of the uh, aliens, and 
and you go through some anomalies and, and and then you just you find this he pulls this station in from another reality or, or an, another universe or or similar universe it looks uh it looks uh like other stations except there's a big asteroid in the middle and uh then he then you you get to do your research for certain abilities and you get those researched and then um you build add-on modules the uh, compatible modules and then uh you start producing and trading and that's it <laughs> it's pretty much it sounds really engaging it just doesn't sound like it gripped you it, it gripped me for a while but but uh you know once i got a good fleet of ships going and and uh you know uh things were you know going along and i investigated most of the universe it's like okay now what this was a this was a problem for me when i first played elite right because there wasn't, there's no mission, there's no storyline. It's just do whatever you like, you know, just show up and 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 fly. So until they got wings worked out, I didn't see the point. It was it was a big learning curve to do, and it was hard to figure a lot of stuff out. But once you did figure out, you felt good about it, right? And you could do it, and it was you know the the routine was easy to get into, and you kind of there was a rhythm to it, and it was really great. Now, but at some point, he's like, well, what's the point? Yeah, and don't get me, there's missions all over the place to do, but. The problem with those missions, and I think this is a problem with missions everywhere in every single game, it's um, go go uh, search this for that, or go kill this for for so and so, and and they're just so repetitive. I guess is the is the word I would use repetitive, and after a while, it's like okay, this is another one of those uh, go deliver carbon to so and so. Okay, well, you know, let's see. Oh, I got a ton of carbon in the hole. I don't even have to go buy any. <laughs> yeah. So, I th- what I'm hearing is that it's it needed a campaign. I, I really it needed, do. It, it, it needs a, a it needs a, a yeah yeah. All right. And if they came out with one for ten bucks, would you buy it? Yep, I would. Okay. I I, I do see that that being a thing in the future. I really do see that being so people will they'll, they'll release a game. It's a little smaller than you would want, or it's got the mechanics, but no story or gripping reason to be there. They work the bugs out, they work the kinks out, and then they make a big fanfare about some sort of DLC, charge a lot less for it, maybe give it away for free to your. I have a problem adopters. with that model, though. It's like, yeah, I, I was, I'm a big uh, Call of Duty player, but I only buy Call of Duty for the for the campaign, right? So when. Right. When this last Call of Duty came out, this Black Ops 4, I totally passed on it because there was no campaign. And they said, oh, it'll come out later. And it's like, what do you, you, you just, I mean, you're so into grabbing people from the Fortnite and uh, PUBG stuff that I think you put out a substandard game. It may look good. It may, it may play well. But I think it's substandard and no longer worthy of that status of what you know to me what a AAA game is. And, and if you're going to put out a campaign later and then charge people money for it, it's like, oh my God, where where are we becoming? We're just becoming a, a, a you know a society of microtransactions for our entertainment. Yes. You know? Speaking of that, okay. did you notice that? You notice that was happening? 
Yeah. That <laughs> sucks, man. That's the world we live in. It, you, you know, it used to be you could spend forty nine ninety ninety nine and get a, 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 a awesome game. I mean, Wing Commander Prophecy, you know? Yeah. You know? For instance. For instance. And now we're we're stuck with uh, digital assets and and uh, incomplete crap to to uh, and then we get told later that oh if you want this you're gonna have to spend that it's like oh my god you know speaking of half completed games with the campaign being delayed and then getting a release product that's not up to standard. So Star Citizen had a lot of news at the end of last yes, year. Yes, they did, didn't they? <laughs> did you notice that? And CIG had a lot of stuff to say right at the end of last year after the end of our last officially numbered show. Yeah. For our regular listeners, they may have missed the fact, haha, that's that the CIG put out a lot of stuff uh, at the end of, uh, of 2018 after we recorded our last numbered show. Now, in response to said stuff, we went ahead and recorded a little something extra. That unless you follow us on the social medias and whatnot, you may have missed it. Uh, but we had a certain uh, internet personality uh, who joined us once before, join us once again. And uh, Mr. Smart and I uh, took apart the announcements of Star Citizen's $46 million investment by a couple of British record company guys uh, and, uh, and uh, the subsequent uh, um, Revelations uh, uh, that that came after that. Just for a brief recap for those who didn't join us, uh, $46 million investment split $23 million apiece between the U.S. and U.K. operations. The line that was told to us was that it's for marketing uh, for Squadron 42, but Squadron 42 is not going to come out until 2020, so it doesn't make a lot of sense to get the money now. And since then, Chris Roberts has gone on record with other press outlets saying that now the money is there with no strings attached so um, but they've got the money apparently and they're they're uh, they've got a release schedule for squadron 42 2019 alpha 2020 beta and uh, star citizen was nowhere to be seen in this announcement the focused pretty squarely on squadron 42 so that explained a lot of our our questions of the, the identities behind uh, Indus Management and uh, the other uh, entity, the uh, InfoTrade, um, who was not InfoTrade, but InfoTrade. So we, we got those questions sort of answered. Um, left us with other ones, but that's fine because we're never going to know everything that we'd want to know. But uh, so, yeah. So Mr. Smart came on and we had that. We had a two hour discussion about all those things. It was received well in some quarters, not so well in other quarters, mostly the YouTube comment quarters. Uh, but as we all know, you shouldn't read those comments. The YouTube anyway. page is literally on fire, Tony. It's on fire still. <laughs> it's burning. How would, how would you know? Every YouTube page is on I've fire. Read you it. can't tell the difference between any particular YouTube page. Don't read it's YouTube comments for videos you're in. No, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I did enjoy the no. uh, the show though. It was a lot of fun. I like. I enjoyed meeting Derek, and it was uh, it was nice to yeah. have you guys go back and forth on that stuff. Um, a lot of it was yeah. kind of over my head, though, honestly. Um, some of that discussion was, uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. he's a you know, I'm a lawyer, and he's a video game guy from forever ago. So, I mean, there's we got we got into the weeds on, the little, on a couple of things. But Barely. I mean, I, I, got, I understood what you were going for, and I enjoyed it. I mean, I got it. I just, uh, some, of, some of the legal stuff, I like some of the points I don't, don't really get why it's a big deal. But 
do you have any questions? I'd be happy to clear them up. No, actually, no. I just kind of want to see how it unfolds. Uh, what I think, what I took from it all is I feel like now maybe we have an established timeline, even if it's not the timeline I wanted. I feel like now we have a timeline for at least Squadron 42, and, um, you know, that's cool. So that's what I want to ask Jeff about. I was not particularly thrilled when I was reading all of the stuff, and I, I'm, I'm actually in my email going on. Just so that I'm not catching, I'm not saying something that's not because um, I I was understanding that it was in, based on quarters, not actually on on firm dates because he never gives firm dates. And I'm looking through my well, and we all know um, we all know that whatever they say, you add sixty to ninety days to it anyway. I mean, is that true still, or is having investors going to help stop that kind of crap from happening? Like, yeah, my read on this. Yeah, my read on this is. Probably not, and this is this is why because it seems to me there there are basically two guys that are involved in this, and one of them is a, a, a British music executive who sold his stake and retired to the Cayman Islands, which is must have sold a lot Island of stakes. Part. He had a, it was a steak factory, and he sold them all. <laughs> and it, he basically sold his bid at the BMG, which is a big German music. Uh, conglomerate so he sold out he's, he's a literal billionaire and his son uh kind of dabbles in movie production stuff so you know movie productions like chris roberts like to used to do and german connection like portland so uh the the stars have aligned pretty much to find somebody with a lot of money and a and a lot of time on their hands so I imagine what happened is that uh, connections were made the son got interested son and chris pitched dad they connect. They connected to, and came along with money, came to some terms, and then they appointed Mr. Offner, Dan Offner, uh, to be their agent. And I'm, we know that part's true. The the Calders hired Offner to be their sort of director uh, to watch over their investment. It seems like it's a pretty hands-off deal. Seems up front that it's a hands-off deal. It also seems to me the way Chris is talking that he's still in total control. He's saying, yeah, I'm still 75% owner, and all the decisions remain with me, and there's some strings attached, but as long as I don't go buy a yacht, and he said the word don't go buy a yacht a lot, hmm. which makes me start wondering where his yacht is, but I said, but I digress. Um, you see me shaking my head here? I, I, mean, I don't know. I'm just shaking my head. He's not in total control. I, yeah. I, 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 this is what I think, and I, and I didn't listen to the podcast. I didn't know you were doing it. Because nobody well, texts me. Well, we'll talk about that in just a second. Well, you Western. only you only screamed it as loud as you could for three days, going, "Anybody, anybody, but Henry want to come on? Anybody?" While well, I stood in the room with my arm up, going, "I'll do it if you want me to do it. Can I do it? I'd like to do it." And he goes, "Really? Because anybody wants to come on? There's a space." If you if you think uh, on our va- on our vacation time, if you think that I'm going to stand there and watch hangouts for this. For, this is what you, you missed, think though, that man. Hangouts is the only way to communicate with That's me. That's cool. Then you're, then no. you're, you should have uh, written anyway. him a letter, a nice letter, I Tony, uh, on stationery. Nice used to stamp with a and everything. With a stamp. But okay, yeah. right there. <laughs> so here, here, here's what I got from all that. After uh, all right. glancing through all of it, Chris is not in control anymore. All right. That that's readily apparent. That there are other parties that are going to fleece. The subscribers, or or, or the, the followers, or the believers, or the fanatics, uh, sure. uh, as much digital content as they can buy. Let's not act like that's a new thing. 
No, that's, that's not, not, not. That's not a new <laughs> thing. Let's not start blaming all the old problems on new guys. They're extending that uh, because that's where they're making their buck. And because once Squadron 42 goes live, they won't be able to make that buck anymore. That was kind of that was my conclusion at the end of uh, at, the, at the end of the, the talk with Derek is that that Chris had to have given up some kind of control of some kind in order to get the investment. The, this money doesn't come with no strings attached. My considered opinion after stewing on it for a couple of weeks is that he probably still contain, retains enough control that he can still bump some deadlines. Some. Like, my 60 to 90 day thing, I think I can still comfortably say, yeah, add 60 to 90 days. He doesn't get to do that ad infinitum anymore, though. No. It can't be like he bumps the Squadron 42 Alpha into mid-2019 uh, and then bump the beta into 2021 after that. It, it's not like you get to like... Right. It, I don't think they're going to... They're not going to like cascade really anymore. Could you move it to like later in 2020 for Squadron 42? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's there's going to be some wiggle room there. But those milestones, they're going to, there are milestones written into that share purchase agreement somehow in some way. And there will be consequences if, if some of those milestones aren't hit. My supposition is that those milestones will include share transfers or liquidations uh, or uh, equity conversions. Uh, so they'll, it'll, they'll transform from equity into debt. So, uh, you know, that'll be like, well, that we're going to ha- go ahead and cash out our money now. And now that, that, turns, that turns into debt where we have claims on the assets of the company. Right. Well, see, so, I was really thinking that the alpha for, um, for um, SQ42 would have come somewhere at the end or in the either in the middle of the second quarter or or at the beginning of the third quarter. Just looking at their development, where they're at right now, and the things that they have to do. But <clears throat> after reading that stuff, I'm going, "Oh, someone else has got the con- uh, someone else has got the control. They're extent. They're they're actually hoping to string people along until uh, you know for the end of the year. They got to release something uh, to keep the the string you know taut um, and you know." Uh, pulling in those mighty do- uh, those big dollars. I mean, realistically, it, it, it's three hundred bucks for a digital asset. It's nothing. I mean, they made it once. They're they're raking in the money hand over fist on. Do we think they shot themselves in the foot with that though? Now I, that they've sort of quote proven that they can go to the open market and yeah. get money. Oh yeah. Me personally, I think this is a one trick pony. You can do this once. Right. I don't think they get to go back to the market anymore. I bet there's stuff in the contract that says we're the only investor. I mean, it, that minority shareholder does not want to be diluted anymore. And so any additional share issuances will go through that group. So uh, that, that's, that, that's a big impediment to them trying this again. So th- uh, if, they, if they hurt their subscriber base and sort of damage their reputation as far as, well, you know, we're relying on you guys, we're counting on you guys to see this through... If they hurt that reputation, that could be that could be it for selling digital spaceships. Um, we'll see, but yeah. I mean, I, as a backer, I mean, you, the whole thing was we're doing this without a big publisher, we're doing this without major investors. Right. It right. all it's all for you, the fans. Well, that's kind of out the window now. That, yeah, that ship has sailed. So you won't be buying the next seven hundred and fifty dollars Starship JPEG, Jeff? No. Can I ask you a serious question though? Because um, we haven't heard from you on this part. They announced this timeline. They talk all this uh, talk about Squadron 42. How do you personally feel about not having a 
that same timeline for Star Citizen itself. And are you worried about Star Citizen ever happening I, now? With I'm not worried at all about Star Citizen because, see, Star Citizen was was the afterthought of Squadron 42. And it was always the, the, the same assets, the same gameplay. We're just putting it online. Isn't that is that not backwards? Wasn't Squadron Forty Two no. after Star Citizen? No. The initial pitch was a single player campaign, yes. a the spiritual same, the successor original, to Wing. Okay. To the what Wing. I bought into was Squadron Forty Two, and, and when I got when I when I saw that, it was oh my god, Wing Commander is back, and and that's what got my golden ticket. I mean, that was the pitch. For the initial backers, that was the pitch. For people like me that came in a little bit later, it was more about Star Citizen. Yeah, that's how it was for me. Because I didn't even realize it so, was that way. For the for the initial few million dollars of backers, it was all about the the spiritual successor to Wing Commander. Yeah. So, and is anybody worried about having an alpha for a single player single player campaign game? Anybody think that's kind of weird? Because it's going to ruin the missions. I mean, no, I, mean, I don't, don't think it'll ruin the game. missions. I think I think what'll I I think I really think that they shouldn't have an alpha. I think it should, it should it should be in beta quality before it goes to the it goes out. I think alpha yeah. is an internal an internal test, and and beta is for uh, for us uh, diehards. Um, and, and but that, I'm old school, and I I know I admit it, and and people may disagree with me, but I think that's the way um, I, that's the way it should go. Non-internal people should never see an alpha. To me, it seems like if we go back to, like I said, like Jeff said, old school definitions where uh, alpha is feature incomplete, right? You're just testing basic systems and you're still tweaking the basic systems. That seems to be Star Citizen. I mean, that's that seems to where your test bed for all the mechanics that you should be employing in uh, Squadron 42 right. should be tested. So that should be we should already be in Alpha for Squadron 42 and there shouldn't be anything special for Squadron 42 to be alpha because we already have that right now. Yeah. And Beta, old school, feature complete but not content complete. And that makes a little bit of sense for a single player game, right? You want to make sure your mission triggers hit correctly so you and you want to make sure that things spawn in and despawn. You want to make sure that the talking heads waggle their faces at the right times. You want to make sure that Jillian Anderson looks hot. That's a, that's a given. Yes, that's, that's a, a given, given. obviously. Yeah. But, but these are the things that you'd want to test in beta to make sure that it goes through. So release your tutorials, right? Make a good set of tutorials and have that be your beta test. Feature complete, all the systems work, but not content complete. You're not giving away the store as far as stories. That's out. what I was right. worried about. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems to me that there's a path forward. It's just wrong. It, <laughs> alpha is Star Citizen. Alpha is... Alpha, it's out now. Don't say we're getting Alpha in 2019. It's and, out and right I, now. And, I, and right. I have to agree with that assessment too, because uh, you're right. We are playing the. I mean, everything that's in Star Citizen will be in Squadron 42. I mean, mostly. mostly. You're probably not going to have mining or trading. Right. Stuff right. Like but but I, you the know, the same, it's the same game mechanics, the same flight model, the yeah, same the radar, rat, the missiles. The, yes. The, the whole yeah. thing. Mission selection, all that stuff should be the same. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I just wanted to do a quick wrap up. And if anybody's interested, you can do it's the we we guard frequency has a playlist on the Priority One Productions Network. So if you want to go find the video of Derek Smart and me watch me and him talk for two hours, oh, it's a thrill ride. Let me tell you, it's it's on our it's on the Priority One Productions YouTube page. Look for the guard frequency playlist. It's at the top there. It's not an ATK. official guard frequency episode though. It's it? not an official guard frequency episode, so Jeff was not absent. It was just a it was a last minute kind of a spur of the moment thing that was talked about for about two days on our 
Google Chat, and uh, and Brian tried to make it but couldn't get out of a, a scheduling conflict, and we invited some other folks that they couldn't get their schedule fixed either. Some people just outright refused. I got to so. go since nobody else showed up. So no, and some Henry, people Henry's, weren't aware. Henry's my, Henry's my booth man. I wouldn't, wouldn't go without Henry. All right. Well, now that we're caught up on Space Sim News, let's get caught up on Space News with Galactic Public Radio. Good evening from Galactic Public Radio on NC. I'm Spencer McDunn, and these are the top headlines from around the known galaxy. A full-blown political crisis is emerging in the Empire and is making waves across the bubble. For a special report, we go to Smooth Furnace in the Akinar system. Thanks, Spencer. For weeks now, Imperial politics has been a firestorm of controversy with the emergence of Hadrian Duval, a purported direct male-line descendant of Hengus Duval. Hengist, the immediate predecessor to the current Emperor Orissa, disinherited his own son Harold by declaring him, quote, of unsound mind, end quote. Orissa was accepted grudgingly among imperial politicians because, despite breaking the tradition of exclusively male rulers and being born out of wedlock, otherwise represented a degree of continuity and stability with existing institutions. After the initial shock of Hadrian's introduction and the rise of the Nova Imperium faction who brought him forward, most of the galaxy's power players have had a chance to respond. Harold's daughter, Ashling Duval, herself a contender to the throne after her grandfather's assassination, stated, quote, These extremists cause only division. Hadrian may well be the grandson of Hengus Duval, but that hardly makes him suited to the throne. End quote. She was joined, much to the surprise of many commentators, by Senator Zemina Torval, who told GPR, quote, The notion of an independent pilot becoming ruler of the Empire is preposterous. End quote. But the desire for a male figurehead is running a distant second to most imperial policymakers. Many are using the crisis as an opportunity to try to pluck a constant thorn in the side of the Empire, namely the frequently rocky transition between emperors. Rather than Hadrian replacing Orissa immediately, Nova Imperium is calling for Orissa to name Hadrian as her successor. Senator Eloise Winterstone stated, quote, Given that the Emperor has no children, such an act would secure the future of the Duval bloodline, end quote. Even Hadrian's initial political supporters are viewing this compromise as a safe harbor to avoid a civil war. Senator Pal Vespasian told the Imperial Herald, quote, Many senators are willing to recognize Hadrian Duval as emperor in waiting, end quote. Scrutiny of the Imperial drama doesn't stop at the Imperial border. Emphasizing the pointed federal interest in the succession issue, Federal President Zachary Hudson addressed Congress regarding the issue, stating, quote, If Nova Imperium comes to power and the Empire ceases contributions to Aegis, our combined defenses against the Thargoid threat will be jeopardized. In such a case, the Federation would be forced to intervene in order to safeguard humanity's future. End quote. If that statement wasn't blunt enough, federal logistics ships have ramped up deliveries and tactical units have increased drill exercises in strategic systems near Imperial territory. Even the laissez-faire alliance has been unusually stern, with Prime Minister Edmund Mahon telling the Assembly that a change in Imperial administration would be, quote, a major concern if it resulted in a policy change regarding inter-superpower cooperation, end quote. Notable for their silence so far are Imperial Senator Denton Petraeus and Federal Shadow President Felicia Winters. 
Senator Petraeus is the head of the imperial military, and his support for either side could be decisive. The popularity of former admiral and self-styled imperador Duke Queso Mordanticus in the imperial fleet could be a factor in the senator's reticence. Shadow President Winters may have her own succession crisis on her hands with the sudden resignation of her deputy, Edgar Santiago. His replacement is none other than Isold Rochester, longtime congresswoman and mother of federal ambassador Jordan Rochester. Jordan Rochester, of course, was recently engaged to Ashling Duvall before allegations of the princess's infidelity torpedoed the match. With imperial succession on the minds of citizens throughout the bubble, a Rochester Duval heir would have made a compelling alternative. For now, the only statement of the emperor comes from her chancellor, Senator Anders Blaine. His brief statement reads, in its entirety, quote, Our official position is that Nova Imperium is a fringe organization with no right to determine policy. We have no more to say on the matter. End quote. Is this the beginning of another era of political upheaval? Are we witnessing the emergence of new power players? From the Achenar System for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Smooth Furnace. Thanks, Smooth. After approval of revolutionary nanomedical technology created by Vitadine Labs, the Interstellar Health Organization finds itself embroiled in a major intellectual property dispute. Accusations by Simguru Pranav Entel, leader of Utopia, that the technology was based on proprietary utopian designs, were verified by Professor Katrian Rook of Vitadine Labs. Professor Rook denied the Simguru's accusations of theft, however, stating, quote, We were approached by independent pilots who discovered a crash utopian transport ship. The recovered cargo canisters were clearly medical in nature, so the foragers sold them to us as legitimate salvage. End quote. Medical ethicists and patent attorneys are tangled in knots as one side demands that life-saving technology be made widely available and others insisting that Utopia has the exclusive right to manufacture and market the nanomedicine. Federal Security Service investigators are asking the public for leads in solving the latest art theft by the Winking Cat Thief. A New Year's Eve festival in Olympus Village, Mars, was derailed when a hollow sculpture based on the federal insignia was replaced by a cheeky feline. The thief previously struck culturally significant displays both in the Alliance and the Empire. Owners of critical Thargoid and Guardian relics have been advised to review and monitor their own security practices. In local news, a violent insurrection led by Imperial Corporation and Seath Inc. is in its final stages. Guard Frequency Response Associate Director Richard Clemens told GPR, quote, after their surprise takeover of Wild Refinery late last year, it seems someone at Corporate HQ got a little too ambitious. Rather than submitting the question to the will of the people, NC Think chose a path of violence. While GFR prefers to settle system administration questions peacefully, rest assured we will not back down from a fight. End quote. As of this broadcast, most indications are that guard frequency will achieve a total victory. Civil authorities will likely strip management of wild refinery from NC Think as punishment for instigating a civil war. Until the next turn of the world, for Galactic Public Radio, I'm Spencer McDunn. Good night.
feet, Nuggets. Stand up! Officer on deck! As you are, pilots, I'm Commander Kinetic Impulsor from Guard Frequency Response, here with the essential tips to get you around the deep black and back home again. Today I'm briefing you on interdiction and elite dangerous. We noticed some of your rooks having trouble, so we scheduled some training. Whether you're on the giving or receiving end of interdictions, knowing how to pull over a target on the interstellar superhighways can be the difference between your future as a part-time seat cushion deformer and a grease stain on my flight deck. Let's assume for the sake of this briefing that you have a perfectly reasonable and above-board reason for using a frame shift drive interdictor. Many of these reasons exist. Bounty hunting, uh, hostage rescue, uh, quasi-judicial cargo repatriation. The list goes on and... Well, well, the list probably stops there. Suffice it to say, there's just enough justification for me to give you a word or two about how it works. First, the installation. As with any other module, the bigger and higher quality, the better. However, what's not immediately clear with interdictors is, what does better mean? Well, with interdictors, it's all about time to target, because everything else about them is just weird. In case you haven't noticed, the supercruise mode of the frame shift drive is just weird. Uh, basically, unless you work for serious corporations, propulsion division, or a major university in the hyperphysics department, you have no idea how or why it works the way it does. The best us monkeys can manage is a crude analogy or two. So here goes. Have you ever seen a skimmer insect or a hydrofoil boat? Basically, both of these things use mechanical structures to decrease the contact between their bodies and the water they float on. Same with supercruise FSD, only with quantum induction structures and space-time. What an interdictor does is bend your FSD field way out ahead of your ship to link up with another ship's field. And just like putting two magnets together, they either click together or shoot apart, depending on how their poles are oriented and how close they get. Only, these two magnets are flying through lower hyperspace and going really, really fast. And that speed is how the reach of the field extension is calculated. The faster you go, the farther the field tether reaches because there's less gooey space-time blocking it, I think. Pretty much. And the better the interdictor, the better the head start your target can have and still be within your reach. Pretty much. I think. Look, it's like it's like this. The worst interdictor, the 1E class, can reach out three seconds ahead at whatever speed you're traveling at. Doing 1C, that 1E class can snag a field three light seconds out. Want to upgrade to a 4A class interdictor? Great. Grab a target 16 light seconds away. Want to reach farther? Well, then you go faster. Or visit an engineer. Physics lesson's over. I'm not taking any questions. Okay, next, now that you got the gear picked out, you gotta work it properly. An unengineered interdictor has a field extension width of 50 degrees, 25 degrees off your forward 12-6 line. So tuck in behind your target ship and get it within that cone. Pull the trigger. Now the safeties won't let the field stretch unless you're traveling in basically the same direction. Something, something, field density, polarity, blah, blah, blah. If you're not flying the same way, your bubbles aren't going to merge. If you've done it right, you'll establish a field tether with the other ship, and then you have one job. Keep the target in your reticle. Your target's going to try to orient his ship so your fields can't merge, and will try to extend the range until the tether's broken. So keep your throttle up, keep them centered, that blue stack will climb to the top of your HUD, your FSD bubbles will merge and collapse, in other words, the magnets will click together and fall back to Newtonian space-time. And then you can do whatever totally legal thing it was that you set out to do. I'm not asking any questions. Okay, boys and girls, get that thing out of your mouth. You don't know where it's been. And change into your flight suits. Skids up in 10. See you in the deep black. Come on!
to save you today. Let's go. You want to fly or not? Let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. It's not a cell, but it's a very austere crew quarter kind of a thing with a lock on the exterior. You open it up, you go inside. Uh, I'll bring uh, some whiskey. All right. You grab a bottle of whiskey from uh, from Valis' stash? Sure. Yeah. Uh, and ask him, hey, you, uh, I was flying for Brown's son, and I know some fishy stuff going on, and I thought maybe you might know some. And I pour him a glass. He, he takes the glass and sniffs at it, and you know, is appreciative of what he smells. And he, he knocks back a little bit of it, and he says, "My former employer had corporate interests in a variety of places and industries. I can't say for certain whether that brown thing was one of them, but if you were in business ten years ago." Uh, if, if that was, if you saw things happening ten years ago, there's a good chance that it was connected somehow. I couldn't tell you how exactly, but my employers have connections everywhere. Whether it's simple grift or a, a local scam, I couldn't tell you, but it's possible. Hmm. No. What sort of thing do you? What sort of thing did you see? And he kind of like oh. he holds he holds out his glass, like you know, what sort Remember of thing did you one? see? <laughs> well, log showed my ship was repaired, but I noticed things weren't fixed all the time, and it broke down and got stolen because of that. He kind of like, his his eyes go up at stolen, and he's like, "Well, it's supposed yeah, it's to be supposed impossible to just be bio waste, but I don't you know, know that's thing- around that to check." Yeah, well, you know that. Yeah, uh, you know, smuggling is one thing. You can hide a lot of things in refuse that people don't necessarily want to find. And um, stealing ships is supposed to be impossible, but uh, those of us who have been around the block a few times know that's not true. Uh, so yeah, that's the sort of thing that uh, that might have happened. Because yeah, I'm on the hook for it, according to the company, oh. but it's not my fault. Well, yes, naturally, of course, you can't. No, it's not. Not the company's fault. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now you you find some poor rube to to stick it onto. And really, what's the? I mean, honestly, you've got a new line of work here now, right? Not just hauling bio waste. You're knocking over drug rings. Congratulations! I'm getting, I'm getting shot at. Kind of not my thing, but yeah, you know, life's tough. Life's tough out there. Me, I used to run a little corporate empire. Now I'm stuck in a cell drinking, well, drinking pretty good whiskey with a bio waste hauler. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, I'll take that information back to Valis. Okay. Uh, she she basically says that we're going to need to have several conversations with Director Clemens. Uh, like I said, the, the fact that the Aurora was still flying with an expired registration from a company that had been disbanded 10 years ago under a cloud of suspicion, that alone is a problem. But if he has... If there's a corporate network behind it with... And she points at you with far-flung industries uh, throughout the bubble. It's no telling how, how far the roots of this spread. He likes whiskey. Um, and oh, and, and he reaches in his pocket and pulls out. Uh, I got your sandwich. It's in a, like a plastic <laughs> And she, bag. she takes him. <laughs> it's kind of mashed. I'll save this for later. It looks delicious. <laughs> she I puts it on her desk. I sandwich. That's awesome, <laughs> shit. 
she saves, she's going to save that for later. Because, mm, awesome. All right, so Shiv, Shiv had a couple of questions answered, maybe some more unearthed. Anybody else have anything they want to discuss? My guy's going to sleep. <laughs> you, you, he, like, walked to his quarters and went to bed. Hey, that, that, that perfectly a reasonable thing to do. So he, uh, Ale's knocked out. He's going to get some well-earned rest. I want to ask about those three older guys and why she laughed like that. So Valis, she she her, she kind of laughs again and she goes, um, if they are who I think they are, and they're pretty unique, so they probably are who I think they are. So we've crossed paths before. Never badly, just oddly. Uh, she says they're fairly discriminate about who they hire themselves out to. So I find it amusing that they're working for this guy. And and, so, and he, she says, either he's punching above his weight or they're desperate. One of the two. And I, I, I'm interested in finding out which is which. Interesting. She, she's leaving it at that for now, but she's not, she's not mad about it. She's not, she's... So Dan came with us, right? Oh yeah, he's he's kind of in he's kind of in custody. Though. Yeah, I kind of want to ask Dan if he's a freaking clone. <laughs> you attest okay. to it, baby all right, Dan. So, so, all right, go. Yeah, do you, you want to go knock on Dan's door? You go right ahead. Yeah, you, you toss yeah, and turn. Cool. You toss and turn for a little bit. You want to go to sleep, but you've got this burning question. Make sure you sample his DNA. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I told you. I'll get Dan's it off your pillow, in Shadow. <laughs> all right. All right. So you go, you go knock on you you go you go go. Look into uh, dance quarters. Yeah. All right. All right. So you, you key in the security codes, lock from the outside. You open it up. You walk in. So a visitor. Thank God, it's boring here. They took away my drugs. That sucks. Yeah, yeah they'll man. do that. They took away everybody's drugs. Oh, uh, we're here you to too, buddy. blow up all the drug drug dealers, man. Sorry, <laughs> <That's laughs> terrible, man. Uh, so I thought I saw you before um, at the gate on what was it, Celis Prime? Um, oh, was it? He, said, he looks at you like, been stuck there for months. I don't know what you're talking about. Pretty, yeah, you just look really familiar. No, no, I just no. I I, I got uh, it's kind of a sort of between gigs, you know. I long story short, I so with maybe handling some recreational chemicals that were not precisely allowed in a certain jurisdiction, had to make myself scarce. Um, and this job opportunity sort of presented itself. Uh, so I took it, and um, yeah, now I'm here. You know what else I hear room. is not really allowed is cloning. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> what. Like, yeah, I guess that's the thing. I suppose. Yeah. All right. So he probably he either doesn't know he's a clone or he's not telling me. You want to roll an inside check so, and find out? Yeah, go for it. Where the hell did it go? Got it. Found it. Found one. <laughs> and you roll a. I suck so bad. I'm like, roll... all right. Well, I guess the guy doesn't know anything about cloning. I'm going back to bed. It's a natural <laughs> one. It's a natural one. I'll let you spend a card. You know, and you're gonna get all no. your karma points back. Not right? worth it. Not oh, not I get them all back. Yeah, you you, you, oh, okay. you, you can't recharge them at the end of an adventure. All right, so. done. All right, roll it again. Roll it. Oh, no, and you roll, you roll a nine <laughs> with non-natural ten. Okay, that's it. So he really has no clue what you're talking about. He he, he, he you know he feels you, man. He's simpatico. He's not gonna lie to you. He, is, he really is like, yeah, I suppose cloning is illegal. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Uh, I heard that in school once. Yeah. Yeah. He really has <laughs> Pretty no crazy stuff. About. Anyhow, I'm, I'm just going to go get some sleep. Just wanted to check on you, see how things were. Great. So if you, and if you could 
if you have something you could sneak in here for me, that'd be great. No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> okay. All, right. All right. Real good. Great chat. Good talking to you. All right. I'll just sit here and then. Okay. Bye. How many credits? We got 80,000 and what was the last payout? 40. You got to get a 40th 40. worst one and 80 on this one. Um, now, Henry, now you can go back to bed, but you recall from the Fabian City visit that Sean gave you the card to access the guard frequency pad. Yeah. And Vallis knows who's on her ship. She saw him come aboard. So maybe I should go talk to her and be like, hey, how come we got a dupe? Okay, yeah, I'm going to go do that. All right, so do you go, so you kind of wave it. A little voice in my to... head told me to go talk to Valis. Sure, sure, a little voice in your head. So, I'm go so you wait at the door. So you sort of wave as a, at Adira as Adira walks out, and you walk in, and you, know, you, you sit down and cry. You pour yourself a little drink from the from the bar, and you go, "What do you say?" I'm gonna say, you know, this guy we've got Dan locked up here looks just like Sean that invited us to the guard frequency in the first place. Uh They've got to be clones or brothers. They're identical, but I asked uh, Dan, and he doesn't seem to know much about cloning, so I'm wondering, do you know anything about that with uh, with Sean? I did notice a very strong resemblance, yes. I bet and they have the same fingerprints. I mean, they look really similar. They even sound alike. Yeah, she She's she's looking, she's looking a little uncomfortable and um, says, Sean came to us in a moment of need and we took him on not knowing much about his background of course when we hire someone we do a relatively thorough background check depending on what they are going to do for us sean passes trinkets to people that come in he doesn't get involved in our operations not to the extent that you folks uh have just recently she says now that we have seen dan his background will require a more thorough investigation. Uh, it is quite curious to me. Yeah, I talked to uh, Ken Shadow. He might be able to give you a sample of his DNA. Get it back. <laughs> she says, "I will keep that. I will keep that in mind. I'll put this remind. I'll put a reminder note about that next to the sandwich." <laughs> she, she she takes out a data pad, punches a couple of keys, and sits it down next to the sandwich. I'll, 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 Sean's background will require additional. I, I, I now I'm now I'm wondering if his dire straits were a story. If he's a plant, I, I don't know. This this it is it is troublesome. So you you, you satisfied? Is that yeah. Yeah, so. that answer. Okay. All right. Got to take another shot at Brian. I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> All right. And Roland Roland's the only one that hasn't had a meeting yet. Does Roland have any loose ends that he wants tied up or any questions answered? No. I, you know I I try to think about what my character would do and. He'd, he'd probably say, well, this is done. That was enough. Um, <laughs> and possibly get drunk in the mess hall. And, well, and, the top and shelf get... stuff's all in Vallis' office. That's where the top shelf stuff is. Well, I don't think he would get drunk in Vallis, but if she didn't object, he would just take a bottle with him. Um, and, and probably troll the ship and see if there's anybody else hanging around that he hasn't talked to or okay, you know, not in a jail cell. Right, not not the not the jail cell people. Okay, uh, you do run into Clev. I will hang out with Clev for okay. sure. <laughs> so Clev Clev uh, Clev seizes the bottle in your hand, going, "Hey, you hey, you found good stuff finally. Someone with taste, not the guy that spilled crap all over his shirt. This that yeah. is that is the good stuff there. I'm gonna spill this right in my mouth. God damn it! <laughs> not before you share, huh? <laughs> 
Okay. I'll show with my good buddy Clef. All right. Okay. So he, he, he takes you back to the armory and said, you like job? You, you'll live. Surprise to me. But you'll you know, Clef, that job would have been a lot easier with some grenades. Uh, a lot easier, but would you bring back three prisoner? Huh? With all intelligence? Huh? Maybe two. Maybe two. And uh, no, I give you grenades, you lay waste to build. I heard what you did to communications shack. Huh? <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, no, if I give you grenade, you'll kill everything and we can learn nothing. Valis has dead end. She yelled at me for hiring dumb people. Well, it's not really my fault. I just go through wanted ads and, you know, I find you guys. But, you know, it's she blamed me, but not my fault, you know. But if I give you grenade, then it's my fault. I, I, I completely disagree. I am a responsible grenade thrower. Eh, no, I, I don't think. I saw a building. I saw a picture. I saw it. No. It was beautiful. <laughs> Next time, I, I give you advices. You come to me. I show you how we do thing here. You take new. You take more job. Much potential. All you survive. Not always happen this way. Not everyone survive. You also how, survive. how about how about you show me what you got? Uh, so he, he'll take he'll take you he'll take you back and you can spend right. a couple hours going through his arsenal and it's impressive. drinking and, drinking and shooting. Well, he keeps you away from the live ammo, but he does show you off an impressive collection of, of, of non-standard and rare weaponry, and you, it, it is very it is very nice. If you had any great. question, if you have any question before about how well equipped these people were, it's 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 settled in your mind now. Uh, but yeah, it, it, and so and he keeps on he, he he keeps on keeps on pegging you like you know poking at you. Take more job, huh? Huh? I get the bonus if you take more job. <laughs> huh? You like working here? About you it. like I'm the shiny guns? About it. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Okay, you live, you survive. Who? You were the one that... Bar- no, you not barf. Who barf on me? Who bar- no, no one barf on me. Someone almost barf. Who barf? No, I don't. I, I don't remember anyone barfing on me. Yeah, you... No. Yo, yeah, no, no, you, I don't you, think so. Yeah, you, yeah, you barf. I don't, I don't think so. No. Yeah, you barf. I remember... But you get over this, yes? You get over no, this. Well, and you'll you be know, okay. I haven't, haven't really been through much of that, so... Yeah, I'm good now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was you. Yeah. But okay, you'll you do better. All right, so he keeps, he keeps pressing you to take another job for, for, the, for the group. All right. Nothing else? Everybody all wrapped up? We'll call it good. We'll, we'll sunset Red's here. Gonna, Red's gonna go home and uh, buy a spend eighty five thousand on a hauler and start his own business. <laughs> Off into the sun, he's gonna take his pay and go home. That is yeah. Red Barnes. Got a wise man. Kid on the way, you know, he's not gonna get shot at anymore. There you go. But uh, he's still got a contact now, though. So yeah, he can come back if he wants to. Uh, all right. And if that's if that's everything, we'll go ahead and close chapter two of Guard Frequency Origins here. And uh, let all the characters ride off into the sunset. And uh, we'll be back with the next adventure uh, in due course. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendly! So let's just be friendly! Some say when he writes about the free market, people think he's shouting. But if he wrote in lowercase, nobody would see how big he was on capitalism. But all he knows is he's called the Shiv and he'll put together this week's feedback. I love that one. Okay. Great job. Okay, that one was good. That one, that one gets that that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a golf clap for me. Yes, that, that's good. And it's funny because it doesn't even need an explanation. No, it doesn't. Not at if all. you need an explanation, you got to go back to school. I'm sorry. This is there's some remedial high school you got to. He's setting the bar for 2019 pretty damn high. That's next a good week. That's a good he's way gonna, to be at the gate. He's gonna be sweating next Thursday, sweating bullets. <laughs> what do I do? How do I top that? What do, How I, do I do? Top that one because that was great. <laughs> Anyhow. 
a recap of the last of 2018's community questions, throw a dart at the Squadron 42's release date dartboard. Is there even a dartboard? What's your favorite part of the new Elite patch? What games are you looking forward to playing in 2019? Sean Newboy writes in, Wonderful show, everyone. Squadron 42 date, June 2019, released, but only the first chapter. Oh, were you so wrong? (laughs) Yeah, we asked the question, and a purported schedule was released prior to the, uh, obviously, prior to the recording of this show, uh, prior to the recording of our special YouTube thing the other day. So, uh, we'll get, if we get some predictions of people that wrote in early, then you're there. You know what? Sean Newboy should write in to him and tell him, get it done. They get it done early for him. You know, he'll write in consistently would. once a week. Mm-hmm. Guys, are you done? Mm-hmm. Have you been working? And they'll get it done. They'll get it done by June just for Sean. Elwook writes in to say, so excited to get to say, drum roll, please, Jeff. Tony was wrong. June 2020, but that sucks for us. I think that an outside investor has got to see a pretty solid investment to buy into CIG, and I'm convinced with all this crowdfunding, the value of this little upstart has exploded over the last several years. Makes business sense to cash in on that and secure the future. It also seems that Crisis Goose is cooked at this point, as they have very little claim to damages at this point. But I'll wait and see whether Tony can nurture his ego back to health. Oh, don't you worry about my ego there, Elwook. Don't you just don't you worry at all. It's fine. Being wrong it's doesn't fine. bother Tony as long as we Not talk about all. it. As long as we talk about how wrong I was and get good radio out of it. That's the key. As long as we get good radio out of me being wrong, totally fine with it. And, and the question was asked. We got that question, if you remember, Henry, uh, during the, the live stream with Derek, like how much, you know, how accurate of your predictions were. I said 50 50. I'm either right or I'm wrong. And I just don't care as long as we talk about it. Benu Ra writes in and says, Deep sigh. Another one of those episodes where I feel like a masochist for listening. For reference, I'm a little over an hour into the podcast and about 45 minutes more to go. I honestly wish I could just fall asleep during this segment like Jeff did and get uh, get to the good bits. <laughs> I wasn't asleep. That was classic. Uh, Oh, I wasn't asleep. I was, I was just uh, knocked back with my head back. Yeah. Anyway, right. Here's my honest feedback. Totally like professor. Totally like professor. Here's my honest feedback on why these discussions aren't interesting. I like the idea of both Squadron Forty Two and Star Citizen. That's why I backed. As a low tier concierge backer, it's disturbing to hear bad news. But I still feel like I'm net positive in the hours of fun per dollar scale due to all the content I've gotten to play with in the alphas, ATV, RTV, jump point, etc. Hearing bad news, in quotes, like this discussion colors some of the those memories and makes me sad. Tony is really good at putting together an argument that sounds reasonable. He also loves having a good argument discussion. I'm sure these are great skills for a lawyer, but it makes for an annoying podcast. I can't jump in and join the discussion, and I know I can't really write anything here that would make a difference. As for the community questions, I am looking forward to the Squadron 42 roadmap, but won't commit to even a guess before then as there's not enough data. I'm also looking forward to Rebel Galaxy Outlaw in 2019, a game that I may not have heard of without you guys. Maybe that makes listening to the podcast a net positive. 1220 edit. And now the Squadron 42 roadmap. 
a letter from the chairman with info about the private stock sale and some 2012-2017 financial numbers that have been posted. Gonna have to think real hard about pressing play on that next episode. Well, hopefully the sub two hour runtime will encourage you, Benny Raw, to go ahead and play because we didn't. We only talked about like 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 a little bit, like a little bit, just a little bit. But I answered Benny Raw. Uh, this was on Reddit, so I, I gave him a, a, a full answer. We had a little bit of a discussion. So uh, thanks again for writing in, Benny Raw, and we appreciate your feedback and your commentary, even if we don't, even if it, it's not going to change any minds. We appreciate you making in your mind plain. That's good. It's good. And in a civilized and, and uh, articulate manner. So and and, and I got to say that this is why we do the podcast uh, or part of the reasons why not only to get the information out, but, but we want to bring these up because sometimes we're the single voice for a lot of people. Yeah. You don't hear another show like us. Right. Out there. So we, uh, we gather this stuff and we and, and we just say the things that are on a lot of people's mind. Now, not everybody is going to agree with everybody else. And so... Hopefully, we are encompassing a lot uh, in, in our comments and our discussions that um, are, a lot of people want to say and hear. So, um, you know, we like the discussion. None of us are, you know, angry at one another for what we discuss or or hate each other for what we discuss. We just we put it all out there. And, and some, some days I agree with Tony. Some days I disagree with Tony. So, I mean... This was a week I agreed with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Some weeks don't come for weeks. <laughs> or months, sometimes. Alec Turner writes in, Loved the show, guys, despite not being a CIG lawyer or an investor. Little smiley face emoji. I don't know if you realize this, but your enthusiasm when talking about the latest Elite Dangerous update in episode 242 was tangible. I mean, you guys were positively babbling in excitement, Good job, Frontier. On the whole, I'd say 9 out of 10 for Chapter 4. What's my favorite part of the update? Well, currently I'm mining in a Crate Phantom in VR, and it brings together so many elements of the update. System scanning, new lighting, new UI, probe launching, new ships, new equipment, asteroid explosions, and hallelujah, decent rewards. That I'm gonna have to say mining. But there's lots more new things still to try. I guess also a shout out to the Codex the in-game sharing of discoveries, and the plethora of new geologicals, biologicals, and anomalies there to be found. Anyway, on to my main point and the simple question for you all. I'm not trying to be salty here, genuinely curious. Do you, hand on heart, honestly believe that Star Citizen will ever make it to general release in a form that in some way meets expectations and is fully playable on moderately decent hardware, i.e. the same sort of rigs we're playing Elite on? with acceptable frame rates and stable gameplay. I'm not a backer and have never tried it, but geez, the saga of its development goes on and on like Terry Gilliam's attempts to make Don Quixote, and as an outsider, I still find it very hard to see or even believe in light at the end of the tunnel. So yes or no, will it ever actually happen? Happy New Year and stay on the guard. Yes. Maybe. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say yes definitively because I made that bet two three years ago four years ago and bought hardware for it and uh, you know I can't say what it's gonna take by the time it well, comes up. Well, that, now that's a separate. I think that's a separate point and a good one. His question is: 
Will it run on what we're playing Elite on right now? And I'm going to tell you what, if I bought a really awesome Elite rig right now, there's no confidence that it's going to be okay for Star Citizen when it finally gets here. Maybe Squadron 42, that's going to be out next year in alpha form, so it's got to run on current computers, but you may need a quantum processor to run Squad or Star Citizen by the time it comes out in 2046. I, I, well, I'm already looking. I'm already looking at new uh, at new video cards. But my the basically my rig is ready. I can, you know, generally in two years I, I should have a new video card by then, and and things should be you know pretty smooth. But he raises some good points. I yes, I believe the game will be released. I, I really do, and and I have I, <clears throat> when I, it's hard to say. It, can we play it with our current systems? I don't know the way our technology and their own development. Heck, they practically rewrite rewrote the engine that that it's running on right now. So I'm hoping they'll maintain the fact that. Hey, we've got to we've got to get this game out on specs that we uh, from 2012 because really, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm, because a lot of their backers are you know are are you know backed with their last forty dollars. They're not buying new rigs. That's a separate issue. But the, I've bought the, two computers multi- since it was announced. I'm pissed off. Y- yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not, it's like you know, my kid is gonna graduate high school by the time Star Citizen comes out. I mean, he'll be he'll be a senior by the time Squadron Forty Two comes out. So I mean, that, this and he was a little kid when I bought him a little starter package. It isn't even a starter. It's like one of the it's one of the uh, one of the fighters. It's like it's a five hundred dollars uh, Starship JPEG. No, no, no. It's one of the Origin fighters. Saving that the, for graduation uh, present. Yeah, right. Congratulations. No, no, Here's one... your $7,000 Starship. Yeah, I didn't get you a car, Dad, a real you car. Suck, or anything. man. <laughs> Here's a digital spaceship for 500 bucks. You can't you play know what? it yet. Get though. him a digital Ferrari. Just give him a JPEG yeah. of it. You've established precedent. You've been giving him Star Citizen presidents or presents. Just give him a but, JPEG. But he probably could turn around and sell that package for more than what, he, uh, what the initial investment was. Probably not, especially not at this yeah, point because now. the roadmap has, is dead silent about Star Citizen. Yeah. Am, am I and am I more confident about Squadron Forty Two? Yeah, I'm more confident that all those all those the question that he asked, all those things applied to Squadron Forty Two. I'm more I'm more confident about Squadron Forty Two now than I was prior to their announcement. All right, so I mean that so my confidence that Squadron Forty Two will be released with all these stipulations. Right, he's got a bunch of them. Fully playable on moderately decent hardware, probably. General release in a form that generally meets expectations, probably. Uh, uh, acceptable frame rates and stable gameplay, probably. And the reason for that is Squadron 42, in order to pay off for the investors, has to reach a broad audience. They're talking about console now, too. So if they're going to go to console from PC, they're going to have to have something that plays on uniform hardware at good frame rates, or else console players are going to take one look at it and dump it. So Squadron 42 uh, uh, on these, yeah. I think so. I mean, I'm more confident than I used to be. Star Citizen, I am less confident about all these things because they can push the development out farther, I think. I think that's part of the you know, contract share purchase agreement. Squadron 42 takes a back seat, to, uh, takes a front seat, and Star Citizen takes a back seat to all this stuff. So if Squadron 42 hits and hits big, Star Citizen probably will do better. I think that'll raise my confidence for Star Citizen coming out. Squadron 42 does not hit big, uh, it may be curtains. So th- th- my, my overall answer is maybe. 
Uh, stronger yes on Squadron 42, less positive on Star Citizen. Michael Nolan writes in and says, By the way, with regard to episode 242 and Tony's speculations re the 10%, he's such a hater whose opinions are cloudy. With only 10%, there's still no publisher. Smoking dope, mate. Re-242, Tony is wrong because he knows nothing about the recent investors. Ooh. So we got a lot of stuff. That's all right. I don't care. I can be wrong. We got, But we got a lot of stuff after the feedback came sure. in regarding those investors. Now we know a lot more. Uh, we know a lot more about them. My initial theory uh, or, you know, my initial supposition was that this, you know, we don't know who these people are and this makes me angry. That was now we know who, we know who they are. Am I angry about it? Well, no, not, we know because now I know. Am I has my confidence gone up? Well, I just explained that a whole answer a minute ago. So is it good for the game overall on balance for Squadron 42? Yes. For the whole project? We'll see. Gath Membar writes in, So one of the things I noticed on the roadmap is the following caveat. Internal schedules, the one we will now be privy to, tend to have aggressive dates. As a software developer, I know what this means. This means that it will always be behind schedule and that their entire team is going to be pulling 60 plus hour weeks for the foreseeable future. Here's my release date, 5090 average case, bad case. 2021-2024, meaning on an average I expected in 2021, but could see it as late as 2024. Time to settle in. It's going to be a while. Yeah, so I think he's referring to Star Citizen here. Um, not uh, not out of the realm of possibility. I, I kind of agree with that. I can't wait for Ken Shatter to get back and hear him chime in on all this because he's been gone for so much of it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, birthday parties, man. They birthdays don't move. You sure he's not hiding? They're, I remember him saying a lot of predictions at the end of last year, and then going, <laughs> "These are all my predictions." Ken Shadow out, dropped the mic, and he gone, gone, and then. <laughs> the great thing is that I don't remember a single one of his predictions, so he can come in here and totally <laughs> lie to me, and I would be like, "Oh, okay, that's fine, that's fine." I do, I do seem to recall him being a little more optimistic about the release dates, though. Yeah, he. I, the thing that keeps playing in my head is he said. Um, he had spoken to developers who had said they'd been playing it for a while. You know, well, a lot we haven't of touched content. on that because there's, yeah, maybe we should talk about that just a little bit. There has been uh, some degree of butthurt out there uh, regarding multiple claims by several parties within CIG that people have been playing internally Squadron 42 since 2016. So give me the alpha then. The That's great. Yeah. And and then there's been a little bit of sort of pushback from official commentators saying that, well, we, you know, because of the engine change and things like that, we're refactoring a lot of things and we have this extra time and extra money now to make it all all better, make it even better. Where it's better than it'll better than before because it's going to actually be created. Fidelity. Yeah. And that's that's it's like, well. Guys, it doesn't change the fact that you said you had played the missions in 2016, and now with your roadmap out, some of those are like early white box, 20% done. That's what's on. That's what's on the roadmap now. Yeah. Not 100% polishing needed and engine updates. And it doesn't say me you know, and Bob played them last week. It's good. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it doesn't. And beta in 2020, that does not say to me. We've had everything done. See, and, that, and that's stuff. why I said earlier, I think the game's far much more along than than what is predicted. And that's what's driving this now is is these 
investors. Are and, you telling me, that Jeff, that it's your honest belief? If, that it's your honest belief that the investors are delaying the release of Squadron Forty uh, Two? Yes, that is my honest belief. No, that doesn't make sense to me. What? Uh, no. What, what would they get from that? They, they what get, do they benefit? They get more. They drive interest. They get money from the from the the the, the sale of digital assets. Oh. And, and because once Squadron Forty Two is released, once it's really the, the money yes, trains over. The money. Okay. All right. All right. I, I, Actually, you made that whole point during the show yes. earlier. You, you, you. Yeah, you exactly said that. Yeah. And and I and I sort of and I sort of I sort of went by it because I because I wasn't real clear on what you were saying. But now that you've said it to me, I'm gonna go ahead and say, no, I think you're wrong. But there's a scenario in which you could be right, and it's a prediction I made with Derek. And my supposition is that one exit strategy for the investors could be that they do this equity crowdfunding thing, which is a new uh, uh, SEC regulation that came out a few years ago and has only been picking up steam like a little bit very recently. And it's where you buy a piece of the company rather than just basic crowdfunding like a Kickstarter. We talked a little bit about it a few months ago uh, with uh, Star Control and their attempt to go through it. They went through a special uh, company, a particular company, um, and they were doing that equity crowdfunding. If they were wanting to do that prior to the release, then it would take it's going to take several months to make that sort of happen and to gear it up. So you could be right, Jeff. They might have some. They might have Squadron Forty Two more ready to go than they're saying on their roadmap schedule in order to buy time to do the equity crowdfunding so that the investors can cash out early. That's and, possible. And, and one way or another, they're 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 milking. I think I I truly believe from what I've been seeing that there. Uh, I mean. Even even the Idris flybys and and uh, I I don't know if you've seen some of these YouTube right. videos. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they, they look, look great. fantastic. Uh, uh, you know this th- these I I, I and uh, uh, Brian's earlier co- comments about the the devs playing you know uh, major parts of the game. I I really believe that all that work is not wasted. I can't believe uh, when I saw when I read the There's, roadmap. Yeah. I couldn't believe twenty percent. I could not believe that. It's on their roadmap. That's. I mean, they're. They're. I mean, I, and I'm not one that's going to tell right. you that I right. should. That you should. You know, take a lot of faith in CIG's public statements. But that's what they're saying. But, uh, but like I said, there's a there's a scenario where you are correct. There's a scenario where you are correct that they need that year or so in order to to uh, uh, get the equity crowdfunding thing going. That's that that might be that might be. But I, I kind of doubt it. I mean, I, I was sold on it before. Now I'm not so sold on it, but Jeff, I think the takeaway here is that you you might agree with me. Yes. Again, maybe, or I might agree with you. This time it's going to okay. be me agreeing with you. I'm going to say it that way. Silver Wolf writes in hashtag Tony was wrong. Shady came in accounts perhaps, but Chris has dropped the goods on who exactly the 10 percent went to for how much and why. 46 million bought Clive's family office and Keith Snoots Entertainment 10% shares in both UK and US branches of CIG and got the two board members, Dan Offner and Eli Klein. Uh, hashtag, however, Tony was right. Oh, however, hashtag Tony was right. Sorry about that. As well as ostensibly, this $46 million is for Squadron 42 marketing campaign leading into a summer 2020 launch. And perhaps these two board members may just be the kick in the pants CIG needs to help keep a leash on Chris's perfectionism which may actually allow them to meet that launch date. Not saying my cynicism is completely quashed regarding their financial woes. However, if this additional $46 million injection isn't all for marketing, that's not all bad. 
I do find the timing interesting with this uh, letter from the chairman dropping within 24 hours of your latest episode. <laughs> so I do believe a tip of the hat towards you gentlemen may be in order regarding that least influencing a decision to make this information public. As always, lads, a great show. Hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and a fantastic new year to all the cast and crew. Well, let's not overstate things too much because this, in contrast to many PR decisions of, of, of CIG throughout the development cycle, this one, this particular announcement, was really smooth. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'll be the, I'm, I'll tell you all day when CIG shoots themselves in the foot on something. This announcement was slick, right? They got the fancy website. They had the coordinated announcements. They were bombing social media all day long with "Look at this" and "Look at that" and all this stuff. Like this one, I. I can find little fault with the way they rolled this out. Tell me, someone tell me I'm wrong. I can't. Super smooth. So and so this was coordinated in advance with a lot of planning and a lot of thought put into it. So that that that's clear. Now on the flip side of that, they had seven months to figure it out because they kept everybody in the dark from May to December. Seven months, that's almost enough time to like make a good game or something. <laughs> that's pretty cool. They could have been working on the game. Yeah, yeah, they could have worked rather on than something else. This, maybe this is an example of what they do when they put their, when they put their minds to it. There you they go. They can accomplish anything. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, they, this was clearly, clearly well laid out and, and planned in advance. Now, is the timing was the timing based on them finally releasing these things as required by UK law? Yeah, they even pushed that deadline wet past. So they probably delayed the release date 60 to 90 days like they usually do because they were late on all these filings by a month or so, at least, a couple months in some of these things. And they probably released all this stuff after CitizenCon because as Jeff pointed out, once they do this, the money train might just stop. So, you know, there are a lot of factors at play. Were we part of it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, People do listen to us, and people do comment about us, and we are a thorn in people's sides, and, you know, we got Derek on. So, I mean, eh, maybe. There may have been some but comments. There may have been. People but do I, comment. But <laughs> people do comment. But, honestly, the the indications were that this was planned well in advance, and they knew this would be a big deal, and they uncharacteristically took advantage of it <laughs> and got some good press out of it and maybe turn the conversation around from holy crap are there you know when the game's coming out and are they going to die in bankruptcy or what all to hey maybe they can actually get it done this time i got to say it's a win i got i got to say Werchel writes in i would have been disappointed to find out squadron 42 isn't coming in 2019 but i'm enjoying elite's latest update too much to care i'm much more disappointed to hear that last week's was the final episode of the year Thanks for all your work, especially the people behind the scenes that turned this into a professional-sounding show. See you in 2019. Because if you listen to the live version, you know it's not professionally yeah. made. Oh. <laughs> it's all done posts, people. They fix it in post. All of it. Good job, Mikey. Good job, Bill. Good job, Lennon. Oh, uh, one one real, real quick thing though. Yeah, Werchel, thanks for you know. Uh, I paid Werchel back for for missing his last week because we just jumped out of, uh, jumped out of Elite where he got uh, about uh, eight million space bucks. Nice. Uh, he uh, yeah. Wait, he's it's waiting for him when he docks at Denver Station. He's out in the deep black right now, but uh, he jumped in for a quick wing uh, for me to for me and uh, uh, Baxter to turn in a wing mission. 
So he's got eight million space bucks waiting for him when he gets back to Denver. Nice. You're welcome. Now on to general feedback. Ken from Chicago writes in, the episode where one of Star Citizen's staunchest legal critics and Derek Smart praised CIG for finally providing the financial transparency they, they have for years been clamoring for and are now totally copacetic with the game and company. Gift of someone famous saying, oh yeah, sure, with a full sarcasm. So true, so true. But I, I mean, I have to say, now this is, this is a point Derek made in the podcast and or in the uh, in the YouTube thing, and so and this is there's some legitimacy to this. So when Derek went on his rampage, it was it was not the first ramp. It might have been the first rampage. It was maybe or shortly thereafter. Uh, he he demanded three things from CIG: first, refunds for everybody that wanted one; second, a, a release date or at least a, a release target; and third, financial accounting. As of the date of this recording, he got all three of those things, more or less. They, uh, they did give refunds to people for a while, so they were so they were handing out refunds for a little for a little while. That wasn't all, Derek. That was also the Los Angeles County Consumer Protection people that kind of started that rolling. But kind of, kind of like most three quarters of a check mark there. He uh, he wants he wanted a roadmap to release. Well. Kind of, we we're getting those things now, sorta. You know, Squadron Forty Two was left off the table for a while, but now they've got the roadmap up on there, and they've had the Star Citizen roadmap going for a while. So half, three quarters of a check mark on that one, and then they did their financial brochure thing on the website, which kind of showed people what they've been doing for the last five years with all the money. So kind of a half check mark there too. I mean, he even said at the end of the show, "I don't know what I have to complain about anymore." Now. Is he still going to complain? Yeah. Am I still going to moan and groan about them shooting themselves in the foot? Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's true. But he kind of got what he was asking for. Now, I have some problems with the financial brochure, and they're not giving refunds anymore. And uh, the release date, well, you know, we've talked about that. But all in all, eh, it's, it, it's, it's a new day. It's a new day in a lot of ways. Uh, and then uh, he also, uh, Ken wrote in later on that we should all watch Around the Verse. And actually, I, I, this is very good because I have a very serious, very, very, very serious point on this one. I'm going to put on my very serious face is that this explains so much. The company is actually run by two adorable little girls with pigtails, and they've been spending all of our backer money on gummy bears. And this was admitted to on ATV at the end, like they always do. They always try to sneak it in at the end. They always try to sneak it in at the end so we don't, they don't think we notice. But oh, no, the two adorable, cute little girls talking about all the gummy bears they've been eating, it, this explains everything. It explains the delays, explains the bad management decisions, explains it all. It's, it's, it's a travesty. It's a travesty. It's, it's just it's a, a monumental affront to all of us. Two little girls running the whole company. Just awful. 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 Silent Hunter UK writes, Greetings all at this festive time. I've just installed Star Citizen Alpha 3.4, and I have some important news. I woke up somewhere other than Port Olisar. After one buggy server, I switched to the EU one, and the game handled like a charm. High frame rate, things responding, and was able to fly all the way to Lorville. Before I wandered into a restricted zone and got shot down. They really need the ability to set auto land from orbit. So on my second go, I went to Levski. I had some real problems landing and got a crime sat score. Anyway, much better now. Merry Christmas to all, 
listening and producing. Well, thanks, Silent Hunter UK, and appreciate uh, appreciate you writing in. I believe you were on our Discord also, and I think we talked there too. So, yeah, everyone's free to join our Discord. I don't know if we say it. We don't yeah. say that often enough. We ask you to comment. We ask you to comment on it, but feel free to join. Uh, talk uh, to us. I'm try to get uh, on our Discord. You know, ping me uh, yeah. if if uh, you see me on. Ping me. Discord.guardfrequency.com. Feel free to jump in there. Uh, Shiv's in there a lot more than I am. We're going to have to migrate off of Google Hangouts, which is where we typically talk about the stuff and tell Jeff that there's a special show on and he ignores it. So maybe, uh, but Google Hangouts is getting shut down. It's being uh, uh, discontinued by Google. So we're going to have to probably migrate over to Discord. So we'll probably be there with more frequency. At least the, the, the rest of the staff will be moving there. Uh, but Shiv's on there a lot. But yeah, so we'll uh, check us out over there um, and uh, feel free to jump in and say hi. Uh, and looking forward to seeing everybody in 2019. We have new patrons, Lauren and Chris. And the random winner, I suspect, are Lauren and Chris. It's totally weird how that happens. It's super weird. And this week's community question. What were your favorite game highlights of 2018? What were your biggest disappointments? And otherwise, how was the show? Should we have been working on bug fixes over the break, or is it better that we just stayed out of trouble? Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you can find on our website, or look us up on Discord. And that brings us to the end of episode 243 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 244 on January 15th, 2019, so be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at GuardFrequency.com. We'd like to thank the entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chivalry Bean Lowmaster, our artist and master webslinger, Ben Sanders, our elite contributor, Baxter, and, of course, our audio engineers, Mikey, Lennon, and Bill Hardy. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit ronaldjenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. The show, <clears throat> the la- what? Uh, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> the first show of the year. He already said that. Yeah, yeah but you had it, the last show. Yeah. He, he had lived it at the beginning, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. It worked. If we talked about Star Citizen, we'd be here all the f***ing night. Oh, excuse me. I- <laughs> oh, my. Well, you know, the, the, give the audio editor something to do. Yeah. That's good. Okay. No, that's good, though. I mean, they, they, need, they need to keep... Busy. So, he meant to say uh, all uh, evening. Right. After approval of revenue... Uh, <clears throat> after approval of revenue... Uh, <laughs> they did. After approval of revolutionary nano... Boy, all these big words together. <laughs> you know. <laughs> As a punishment for in <laughs> keep saying investigating. I know, What's I the civil war we got going on here? What's going on with this? I don't know. It's a civil <clears throat> there's a war. I don't know. I can't tell. A last, last uh, year. A recap of last 2018. Shows. Last um, years, yeah. Uh, can I paraphrase this?
No. We're going to keep interrupting you with suggestions. L. Wook writes in. I, oh, L. Wook. Nothing. I would, just, I would just pay you back. <laughs> You're just doing it back, doing it back to me. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Do you, hard on hand, honestly believe that Star Citizen... By the way, you don't put your heart on your hand, because that'd be like Indiana Gross, Jones. yeah, that's what I was... I just totally <laughs> had that sick. visual. I was like... Gross. Do you, heart in hand, honestly believe... No, no, no. You just did it again. He said on hand. in hand. You said heart in hand that time. Oh, my God. I screwed it up again. <laughs> he just great. He took it to the next level of wrong. That's yeah, so great. You know, I may have uh, I may have some <laughs> hard time with some names, but Henry, uh, that that was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please, please talk to us, everybody. We just want to hear from you. We just want your feedback. No one's listening out there. The deep black is pretty lonely. It's Harold. <laughs>